So you run a marketing company. So let me just ask you this mm. here. What makes you win in marketing? Basic, basic stuff. I'm not yeah. talking about like the nuance. What makes you win in marketing? I think it's the individual because I don't think anything can be replaced. So if you're talking... No, no, no. I mean, like just to, if I was just somebody random and say, hey man, what makes somebody win in marketing? Oh, not man. like our... I don't know, dude. You have an answer for this, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Of course okay. I do. Okay, just stop leading. I don't like being led. No, but I like to like set you up to look stupid and then it makes me look extra smart. I get smart. that. I get it. You understand how this works. Yes. Right. Took me 20-something episodes, but I'm good now. Yeah, that's it. We are live. There we are. In studio. This is a nice studio. It's a great studio. I really yeah. like the artwork that's uh, been put yeah, up as well. Of course. And I brought my pen and my iPad again. Yeah. Draw some pictures. For sure. Please. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a picture you want to draw? You've been working all week on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, how does this thing work again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's my passcode? So, uh, some exciting things coming up. Next week, okay. congressional hearings on UAPs and the crash retrieval program. Mm. They are going hard. Week. Wow. Yeah. July 26th. They don't get no summer, do they? They're not playing around. Yeah. They're not going to Carowinds. <laughs> not after that <laughs> yeah. problem. And we had just bought a season two. Did you not see that? Well, we're there. I was there the other day. But you know about like how that... Oh, everyone knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Julian, who edits a podcast that I heard about <laughs> it. He's not in the States. Yeah. That's and crazy. He and he knew. How has that affected attendance? Attendance is down, but I don't go during peak hours. Yeah, neither do we. The wooden roller coaster, the hurler. Oh, yeah. I'm not riding that shit. I'm let my kids ride it. Um, I'm just there. They love it. Yeah. That's old school. That is old school. Like you see all the wooden planks holding that thing together. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me a little nervous. Yeah. There's some interesting rides there, though. Like, yeah. A lot of dizziness, a lot of jerkiness. It's a theme park. Roller coasters are going to make you, they're going to jerk you around. Yeah. They're going to make you dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, though. Yeah. So, but those guys in Congress, they don't get to go. No, they don't get to go. They don't have a relationship with their children. No, but they've got <laughs> many relationships with many a prostitute. Mm, I see that. Yeah. I like an awkward boss. Like, wow. Yeah. 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 So I'd like to talk about prostitution today. Okay. With Congress people. Yes. Congress men and Congress women? Yeah. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can go in so many directions right now. Well, look, you're the one who's typically organized. I just spout random stupid shit off the top of my head yeah. that is completely nonsensical. So why don't you lead this off? Do we want to have a style podcast where you can easily click on like heading and then this, we're going to talk about it and then we transition to a new heading. We don't have to have a clean transition, right? Or do you just want to like fuck it? Just well, hold roll. on a second. Are you saying that if somebody doesn't need to hear part one, they could just jump into the middle of the yeah, podcast? Yeah, you kind of have to because we bring things full circle a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're lost enough as it is. Yeah. I think if you were to jump in the middle I just want to make sure of the that. show, yeah. you'd be even more lost. Do you ever listen to podcasts and you'll go and be like, shit, I don't care about those three topics. I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, and you click it. It's chapterized, categorized. On YouTube, yeah. Uh, YouTube for sure, yeah. You, there's other pocket cast, does it? For some podcasts, not all. You have to insert that on your host. Honestly, I would put that one to the audience. Yeah. We're in double digits now. Mm-hmm. Right? Put that one to the audience. Yeah, so we have Blueberry... B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thank you for spelling that, because I'm sure... Well, it's not how you spell blueberry. Did you listen to me? No, it's not how you spell it? B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Mm. That's different. 
than the other blueberry. Yeah. They left out a lot, I think. But that's kind of cool. That's techie, but they're not high tech. Anyway, I'm looking at our analytics and you can qualify. You say, hey, I want to see 100 episodes right. on a screen. Yes. Then you have to screen through to go to the next 100 episodes. Uh-huh. I can't get to the next 100 episodes. How come? It's not working. It's grayed out. So we send them a message on their support. They come back and said, you got to click to the bottom and hit the pagination button. I'm like, no Why? shit. That you'd have to hit it. Oh, oh, telling you just what to do to get the next so, page. You, you yeah, no yeah, shit. Yeah. Like hit the power the default button. To you're an idiot. No kidding. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, you right. really think I'm that stupid, but maybe you do. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. No, it's grayed out. He's like, well, you can still click it. I'm like, dude, you fucking can't click it. It's not working. So like the software, yeah, their support, like they're just immediately jumping to the most illogic, like the most basic example of what could be. I'm like, no, 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 it's yeah. way fucking worse than it's that. It's the assumption that the software's not broken. You're broken. You're broken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're broken. You're broken. So it doesn't get the system's anywhere broken. fast. Yeah. Yeah. We have had a lot of service stuff. We're a payroll company. Mm-hmm. Someone requested money from their account, but they're a payee of our account. And the person, the main customer service rep that we use, mm-hmm. right, took the money out of our account, not their account. They didn't have authority to do so. So they, someone pointed it out. You made a mistake. Fix it. What did they do? They duplicated the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> With fees. So this isn't just a couple of dollars, right? This yeah, is yeah, yeah. thousands of dollars. Right. Twice. With fees. What are we doing here? First of all, like if I called Bank of America and said, I'd like to access Jared's account, I would like you to send me $10,000. Right. They'd be like, you're fucking crazy. It's not happening. But how can this shit happen? Because you hear about people all the time, bookkeepers, accountants, payroll people stealing money. Mm-hmm. And if no one catches that shit, like, man, I was just like dumbfounded. A lot yeah. of service issues. Maybe it's summer, people are taking vacations, so you have backups. It's the heat. Mm. The heat's making them crazy. Hottest summer on record? Yep. I get it. It's wild. Yeah. Arizona's like fucking really hot. No shit. <laughs> Remember, we talked about water. Yeah. I mean, this is in the scenario plans that we wrote up. Yeah. I mean, the biggest group of climate refugees are going to come out of Arizona, Phoenix in particular. You think they're going to leave? Absolutely. They're going to have they to. They say their grid's pretty legit, though. I don't give a fuck. Their water is not. Okay, but we're talking about heat. Doesn't matter. Okay. What do you need to survive? Not air conditioning. Yeah. You can get shade. You need water. Yeah, they have water, though. No, no. they don't. Well, I'm going to find out. Why don't you look it up we're right now? We're going down there in a couple weeks. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. We're going to podcast from there. Yeah, let's go down <laughs> to Arizona. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. That would be a really fun trip, though. I heard the low one day was like 94. Yeah. That's crazy. Usually, it gets a little cooler. There's a nice range. There is a certain point, I've heard. This is what they need. Core water. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Is it good for your core? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll give. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I have heard that there's a certain temperature. If it's too hot, planes can't fly because they can't yeah, yeah. lift. And they're running really close to that. Mm. And then in Las Vegas, there was some about people sitting on the tarmac yeah, in the plane Delta, for like right? three hours. Yeah, and they had to like take folks off the plane and it was insane. Open the fucking door. Yeah, or say, hey, if we're going to be taxing for this long, we're just going to put you guys back inside. But they don't have the gate. What's it called? The shit that comes out and they can't get you off the plane. Figure Bring it out. Bring a fucking ladder up to it like we used to and walk down on the tarmac. I agree. So stupid. What do you do at some point? I read that and I couldn't keep reading it because it just pissed me off. Yeah. There's kids. There's people like Babies there's elderly. Crying. Yeah. Get the fuck off the plane. Yeah. There should be a minimum. You get an hour and then it get everyone yeah. off. There should be a fucking rule. It's happened before. This isn't the first time. Oh, no, no, no. no. But Pete Buttigieg, he'll get it done. Oh. 
That guy's yeah. on top of it. He's, he's almost the president of the United States. No, you know, he, well, yeah, not really. people liked him. I liked him at first too. Yeah. And then he just turned into a robot. Yeah. My robot. You As we talk about that. Yeah. He should not have a podcast. Yeah. But he's welcome to come on this podcast. He could. We could ask him questions like chat GPT and see what happens. No one would listen. <laughs> of course they would. No. We would make it awesome. Uh, chat GPT is going to do it. Yeah. And Hollywood's going to come after us. I heard of Sarah Silverman. Uh-huh. She's suing. Why? She's suing Meta and OpenAI. Right. Because they're taking her book, like Bedwetter, uh-huh. and they're pumping it into the GPT. Oh, is that what the yeah. legislation is about? Or the, um, Some of it, yeah. All these the people, lawsuits? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Because they're taking her voice yeah. and making it. I 100% agree with her. Yeah. But haven't we all been taking voices? Like, you know, I'm not saying I agree with the other side of it, right? But so let me give you an example. This is good. Stephen King writes a book. Stephen King writes many books. Many. You're a fan of Stephen King. I'm not. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Maybe I am. I am a fan. This is in the metaverse oh. or an alternate oh, universe. Yeah, yeah. Some multiverse. Go ahead. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. yeah. You become such a fan that you study his shit. Okay. You talk to professors, you read it, you think it before you go to bed, you listen to him talk about his rights out. You read his book on writing. You know everything there is to know about him as Jared could possibly know. I'm starting to think I should do this. You start writing a novel. Yes. What are you writing a novel about? You're about clowns, doing some crazy shit, people are getting murdered, whatever, the style yeah. you're writing. People like, yeah, if you're a fan of Stephen King, you're going to be a fan of Jared Nichols. Mm. You wrote it by yourself. There was no AI in this. Got it. And you're right, because we're actually taught to do that in college. Right. Right in the style of this person. As you're learning in English or and if right. it's in, I mean, I was an English creative writing minor. Mm. Yes, you were. So we were, I know. Yeah. So right. drop that yeah. one in there. Please. <laughs> you know, there you go. Yeah. That one to use. But yeah, you'd have to be right in the style of a certain poet or a certain author. Yeah. Because you would study their style. So you would study their stuff. But even if you weren't just, and I'm not saying copying, that's right. different. Like if I copy your words and I steal your characters and all that's crossing the line, yeah, yeah. right? That's copyright infringement. We're all on the same page. But if I'm influenced by Stephen King and maybe some other people as well, I mean, maybe I can include him in my writing and say, I just want to give a shout out to Stephen King for like being the greatest writer ever. Sure. But like at what point, like it's kind of what we've been doing all along. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like being inspired by other people. So what is the actual lawsuit state? I mean, uh, I, I could pull it up and read it. So what's the issue? They're writing jokes. They're taking Sarah Silverman's content. Yes. Pumping it in the GPT. Right. And coming out with an output that sounds just like her. Yeah. And we've heard this before from other artists in all different genres. Yeah. So, but are they monetizing it? I don't know. That's the question. Here's the thing. She's not getting paid for it. Yeah. Well, I think this brings to head one of the big problems of just us providing free data mm-hmm. to tech companies yeah. for decades. Yeah. Let me make sure decades. Not, yeah. Yeah, it's over two <laughs> decades. Okay, I was just making sure my timelines are right here. Is that that's how AI, that's where the intelligence comes from. So if you have a lot of content that's out there that's available on YouTube, that's available on Twitter, whatever it is, there's multiple samples of your voice that are already out there. Yeah. The AI can recognize that, recognizes the style the alliteration, mm-hmm. the way, you know, the cadence, yeah. all of those things, yeah. it can spit it back out. It's just imitating it. Yeah. But this is where these things come to a head. Tech companies make all this money because of all the data that we give to them so yeah. that they can hyper-target consumers. Yeah. Was it uh, Tim, what's his face? Tim Apple? <laughs> who's the, con- Tim Cook. Yeah, Tim who's the congressman that yeah. called him Tim Apple? Oh, he did? No, it was either congressman or senator they were talking about. Uh, it was, it was, so flustered. Oh, it was so Jeez, stupid. They awesome. called him Tim Apple. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but Tim Cook made that famous statement. He said, if the product is free, 
you're not the consumer, you are the product, something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. And this is where you see this really coming to head. We don't think about our data as things that we own because we feel like we're getting something in exchange, which is a free app for us to just pump more data out into the system. Sure. So we're suckers that way. Yeah. But when it comes down to what's supposed to be unique to you, what mm. makes you stand out from every other individual human, and it can be replicated by a machine mm -hmm. because of all the data that has been pumped into it, yeah. then you're running up against the question of, all right, well, now you are, you are trying to replace what's unique about me mm -hmm. by replicating me through a machine. Again, you know, depends on where you want to take the argument. Is it an economic argument? Is it a uh, privacy argument? There's multiple places you can go with it. Yeah. But this is one of the inevitable outcomes of us freely giving away data, which there is, there's a lot of talk. I say a lot of talk, right? When I say a lot of talk, that means there's people that have been pushing or advocating for this for a long time, is that we as individuals need to have ownership over our data. So if a big tech company wants it, they have to buy it, right? Like if I want to be on Facebook, I don't mind paying. Yeah. Because then it gives me options to say, well, do I really want to be on Facebook? Well, the ROI is not really good. So I'm yeah. not going to be on Facebook. Yeah. So I'm not going to pay. And they're not going to use my data. Yeah. But if you want to buy my data, I can sell it to you. Right. And that's what they're probably looking for. Someone say, hey, Sarah, we're going to take your content and mm -hmm. we're going to create all sorts of stuff with it. You're going to get a subscription fee for us to use your content. Yeah. If they even know how to monetize it. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, what do you think? So it's an interesting thing. To, it's an interesting, <laughs> let's see here. Let me get my words straight. Yeah, go ahead. I think you need something to help you learn how to speak 100%. properly. So it would benefit you. Well, what they're saying is, why can't we help her out? Why can't it be someone that collaborates with her right. to help her write her jokes and to make her funnier? But as a comedian, you may turn around and say, I don't, bitch, yeah. I don't need your help. Right. And that's what's going on in Hollywood right now. Because yeah. writers, striking, actors mm -hmm. join the writers, right? Because they're saying, we don't want AI to be writing the shit. Well, let's but, be honest. Let's yeah, yeah. Okay, please. All of the, I mean, the plethora of dog shit shows that have been mm -hmm. created on all of these streaming platforms that mm -hmm. just suck or they're politically yeah. correct or whatever. Nobody wants to watch that garbage. Yeah. And so I think that, that we probably have too many writers as is. Because mm. the really good shows, they don't continue on. What's a good show? One of the best, most well-written creative shows that only ran for two seasons and I think it got chopped because of COVID was a show on Amazon called Patriot. Okay. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay. One of the best. Have not seen stuff like that in a long time. Yeah. Ran two seasons. Yeah. I'm ready to cancel Netflix, to be honest with you. I just, mm. It's just garbage. Now, it could just because I'm in the, a garbage loop. You're just mad. That quarterback, the new Netflix series came out and Baker's not on there. No, I'm not surprised not on there. Yeah. They pick three quarterbacks. They're not all superstars. It's like levels. Because the third quarterback is like a backup quarterback. He's an underrated superstar. Underrated superstar. They didn't have a place for him. I've not actually watched the show. Yeah. I mean, no, I haven't either. I'm just saying it's on Netflix and people are talking about it because they crave football content documentaries. Okay, so we're talking about sports though. Did you go back and watch Tour de France Unchained? No, not Fuck yet. You. Fuck you. Fuck out. God damn it. I'll do it. Tour. How do you spell it? Day? Like. Oh my God. <laughs> Tour. I got Day. It. France. Yeah. Country. Not day. Like D-A-Y. Go ahead and type that one in. Let's yeah. just see what happens. Yeah. It'll probably still pop it up because the AI knows how stupid we are and we mm. can't spell. Yeah. But do that. You'll love it. That was from last year's tour. This year's tour is going to end on Saturday. Okay. That's good. But man, that's a very good series. Yeah. Maybe four or five episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's so confusing going back on the whole writer strike with the streaming. That's the whole problem because it's like, yeah. what do we do with this? Clearly, they're not getting paid out properly. Like, I think no, we can well, all agree they're not. No, because they have to put out so many shows. Yeah. 
But musicians have been dealing with this shit forever. It's like you oh, yeah. put a song on Spotify, it gets how many downloads and how much money did they get paid? They can't figure that. Like Snoop had a whole thing about it. He's yeah, like, yeah. where's the fucking money? Mm -hmm. I had a million downloads and how much did I get paid? Yeah. No one understands. Like, it's like you go work for a company, yeah. you go sell a bunch of shit and then they, a check shows up in the mail with no explanation as to like how they got there. Just be like, I'm happy I got a check. Yeah. The problem that's also, I fucking keep saying that's why it's interesting. It's only interesting once in a while because if you overuse it, we've talked about it. But Don't please, censor anyway, yourself. I had to. It's been a few weeks, so I'm having to like, just oh, shit's coming back. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. I'm here. So, what were we saying? I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, which part? You know, we're talking about a few things. Talking about the writer's strike, we're talking about music, talking about Spotify. You know, Spotify was started by, if I remember this right, it was music execs who were losing money because of all the downloading. Oh, it was Napster. Well, Napster was one of many, but I mean, Napster was one that was in the limelight. No, but okay, I got it. Yeah. The people behind the scenes, the caterers, yeah, the cleaning crews, yeah, they got nothing. Their business is totally screwed. At the same time, wait, they got nothing for what? If there's no TV shows being written, there's no oh, caterers no to, to come in. There's no people to work the like all the shit that we had to do. Yeah, someone's doing that on a movie set, sure. right? I'll plug in the shit. My earphones not working. I'll, they don't have a job now, right? So it becomes the people that are working very low salary jobs mm -hmm. that have nothing now because everyone's on strike. At the same time, if you attach your wagon to something yeah. bigger and that something bigger falls apart, you're out, right? It's like if your whole business is based on the success of the NFL, when the NFL is doing well, it's really good. Yeah. If the NFL strikes, you got nothing. Yeah. That's just life, I guess. It is. Here's the other thing about writing. Yeah. And chat GPT. <laughs> so just put it this way. When something new comes out that challenges the value that you provide, mm. Many ways, it raises the bar, which I think we need. I don't think the vast majority of people out there in the world are like, I need a million fucking shows to choose from because scientifically, it's proven the more choices we have, the happier we are. Mm. Incorrect. Yeah. Chipotle's success early on is because they only had three options. Yeah. You had three choices. Great. That was McDonald's. Same thing. Yeah. The fewer options you have, the happier you are because you're like, these are my options. Tesla did that shit with their car. There's no fucking, there's like three options. Yeah, don't give me like 26 different ways that we can... That if you do this, you got to add that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't know. This seems too complicated. Now yep. I'm concerned I'm going to make the wrong choice. Right. Okay, so if ChatGPT can pump out these scripts, remember where AI gets its data from. Yeah. If the vast majority of scripts that are out there, of shows and everything, are just dog shit, it's pumping out dog shit shows. Right. So what it's going to do is it's just going to do the same thing that people have been doing, but yep. it's going to do it faster. So if I can tell you that I can produce dog shit faster than the humans can, right. still producing dog shit. Yeah. So now I think what it does is it raises the bar to say, what is that next level? How do we really get back to true artists? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so I think this is kind of the implosion of on-demand everywhere, nonstop. Yeah. Because it dominates our life. Yeah. You know? I mean, I have these streaming services and my kids may watch one of them all the time. I was like, well, what do I have these other ones for? Because just in case. Right. Just in case. Just in case. I don't want to be the guy that... There's you know, a whole... I mean, comedians make jokes about it all the time when the couple sits down to watch a show and all they did is click through all the different oh possible options and then what do we watch? Nothing. Nothing. Spend yeah. 30 minutes looking for something to watch and then by the yeah. time you agree on something... Like, oh, because you're time. thinking, okay, is it a TV show or a movie? So it's somewhere between probably 25 minutes to two hours, yep. maybe three hours. That's an investment of time and people mm -hmm. are like, I don't want to fuck this up yep. to your point about making a decision. Right. We need to redefine it all. So I wrote down these two things right here because this is the thing that's dominated you. the movie. I know, it's like so good notes, good. I don't forget. 
sequels and superheroes. Uh, That's all well, we have right now. Yeah. It's everything. And I'm not saying or some remakes. of those aren't good. Yeah. Well, yeah, remakes. That's exactly it. White Men Can't Jump. Did you know there was a remake Why? of that? I don't know. I mean, it's not like it was a great movie to begin with. It was with. a it was... great movie. Stop it. Okay. It was a great movie. Okay. A great movie. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Woody Harrelson. It's a great um, movie. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. I mean, it's a classic. It was a good movie. I refuse to watch the new one. Like, why? Little Mermaid. Why? Why well, do they have to pull that one from different. cartoon no, and make it with people? different. With live action. Well, that's becoming a thing. That's a different version. They're doing a lot of live actions. Like uh, Aladdin. Did you see the Aladdin remake? That's a good movie. Uh, I didn't yeah, really see the cartoon so. version. Will Smith. We were he's the genie. Yeah, he yes. children. We did see the Aladdin remake. I'm saying I don't remember watching the, the car- original the cartoon. I was too old for that. Yes, that was a oh, little wait bit later. Till, sure. I yeah. was like, you know. Yeah, I don't watch this I shit. Like eight yeah. or something. <laughs> Fuck this Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a child. He's a thief. That's what he is. He is a thief. But he had to. He had to steal to live. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That was like the Bill Cosby thing. <laughs> you see, uh, so cool. he raped because he cares. That's terrible. Not gonna Did you say he raped because he cared? You say no, he rapes to save. <laughs> Chris, uh, what's his name? The Canadian. <laughs> you know, you saw that, right? Chris Rock? No, not Chris. The guy that exposed it was Hannibal Burris. He's the one that was making jokes about it long before it came out, and then it's the thing that got people to start looking into it. Oh, my God. No. The famous comedian. Why? Chris this, Rock. He's no, a famous comedian. It's not Chris. Dave. Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Oh, you know, okay. You yeah. seen that one? I don't know if I have or not. I don't think Man, so. I must that. not He have. talks about Bill Cosby and OJ and the whole thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's worth a watch. watch. That's it. on Netflix. Okay. It was on Netflix. Well, then I'll keep my subscription. That's, they had a walkout probably about it. Remember? Oh, God. What they call it? A dead, dead walk. Oh, we talked about that one they on one of the shows. Themselves. Yeah. That was called a die-in. die-in. That was for Amazon. It was. It was like four people having a die-in. Because of a book they were upset about. Right. Jeez. And then the media picks up on that, like, oh, look at this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's, it's ah, so stupid. So dumb. God. Yeah. Remakes. So you're right. So we need better quality shows. But I think a lot of the writers don't want to do, that's coming from up top. That's the executives. Yeah, more, more, that's more. More, because that's where they make their money. If you make another superhero movie, people are going to show up. Yeah. The Flash. People are going to go watch it. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. What are we on, 10? Except Top Gun was fucking great. Top Gun was good. Damn, that was a good movie. And I didn't think it was. I mean, yeah. That was, I think, our very you first You were very podcast. upset. I just was like, who gives a shit? You just don't like Scientology. I don't really care about Scientology. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go redefining what it's going to be like in Hollywood. They're going to figure this shit out. They're just holding on to the fall. If they miss the fall, it's what you hear. It's like, then they're fucked. Well, here's what I think. I think we're coming to this inflection point of where the technology and humanity, when you can't trust the technology, you can't, you know how AI can listen to your voice just a couple times and then it can make a phone call. Like AI can make a phone call to you with my voice and you think it was me. Yeah. So... You know, we already have a distrust of technology and corporations and governments and all that stuff anyway. But what I think we're hitting is this point where if you can't trust technology, the technology is advancing so fast that you can't tell if this video of Eric saying something is real or not, then it almost forces us back into a, I need to get eyes on this person because our humanity is going to be in direct confrontation yeah. with the technology. When technology helps enhance human connection, even if that's just the promise, whether it does it or not, it can coexist with humanity. Yeah. But as soon as it starts to get to a place where the trust level is completely gone, which remember we talked about this in an early episode about the iPhone, you know? Yeah, what is trust? Do you trust your iPhone? What is trust? Yeah. You don't trust your iPhone. You trust the other person right. on the other end. 
well, if you can't do that because you're not sure if it's real or not, yeah. then what it does is it forces a slowdown. It forces a slowdown in technological advancement, at least in the way that we're seeing is what I believe would happen. Because people, my hope is, is that their biological imperative and you know just the practicality of if we're going to do business or if we are going to survive and live, we have to have trust. Without trust, it all falls apart. That they're going to slow down, go back to you know, people, there's got to be some type of verification, but even that will have some trust issues. Yeah. You know, because if the AI can supersede that and say, oh, look, this is 100% verified, you know. Yeah. That's what I think. I think that there's a, a high likelihood of that. Don't we have to, as individuals, evolve with the technology that's coming out? Or is this one moving too fast? Because we've evolved in the past, right? With computers come out and we can write faster. We can save our work. We can sure. do research right on our computer. I have to go to a library. I have to pull out an encyclopedia that's already dated. Yeah. All this shit's updated. Wikipedia is like this massive resource of all sorts of information, right? Right, but even people are losing trust in Wikipedia, which, you know... Absolutely. Is, but, yeah. Okay, but then you can verify it through multiple sources and you can check it out. So like, can't we evolve? Can't writers, can't individuals, can't marketers, can't whoever, book storytellers evolve with the AI? Because kind of what they're saying is use it, like collaborate with it. Yes, no, no, I definitely think you can. I think where it becomes... So you run a marketing company. So let me just ask you this mm. here. What makes you win in marketing? Basic, basic stuff. I'm not yeah. talking about like the nuance. What makes you win in marketing? I think it's the individual because I don't think anything can be replaced. So if you're talking. No, no, no. I mean, like just to, if I was just somebody random and say, hey man, what makes somebody win in marketing? Oh, not man. like our... I don't know, dude. You have an answer for this, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Of course okay. I do. Okay, just stop leading. I don't like being led. No, but I like to like set you up to look stupid and then it makes me look extra smart. I get smart. that, I get it. You understand how this works. Yes. Right. Took me 20-something episodes, but I'm good now. Yeah. So one of the things that helps you win in marketing is speed. How fast can you get something in front of more people, which is the other thing, which is attention, right? So speed and attention. If you can maximize visibility and you can do it faster than everybody else, you win in marketing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that means too that your messaging is effective. Those are the, you know, kind of basic things. You're putting the right message in front of more people. So speed yeah. and critical mass. Those are two big things. Okay. So chat GPT definitely helps you win the speed game. Yeah. Critical mass is still, you know, you have to pay for that. Yeah. Right? Or you have to have influencers that have that ability to just turn something out. Yeah. Everybody sees it. Yeah. So there is still a human element to that. I think what this does, though, is you can collaborate for sure with the technology because the technology is still working towards the incentive structure of the system. So we are still mass consumption. Consume, consume, consume. Mm. Move really fast, consume. Right? Yeah. Which is not sustainable, in my opinion. Got it. I think there's a lot of data that backs that up, but I don't have it here. So I'm not going to okay. double down on it. Yeah. But I think human beings, for the most part, recognize that consuming our way to growth is not sustainable. You can't do it. Consuming massive amounts of information, not only is it not sustainable, it's maddening. Just like we were talking about Netflix and all these other series that just most of it's garbage that they're getting pumped out and there's too many decisions for more yeah. time searching for something to watch than actually watching something. Yeah. So we're running into a problem there. Where I think AI becomes, instead of becoming a threat and more of a tool, is if we change the incentive structure and we go back to what is it that humans want now? Right. We wanted more, 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 more. And we've gotten that. And now we see we have more mental health problems. We're more polarized. We have all kinds of 
societal issues that aren't even like major societal issues. Just we're getting entangled in everybody else's shit over dumb stuff because these phones are telling us to pay attention to it. Yeah. So at a certain point, that has to break. Yeah. Right? The worst way that breaks is armed conflict. I don't think we're going to get to that. And I would hope we wouldn't get to that. But I think it'll break sooner. And I think you're seeing it with more people just realizing life can't be all about this and the phones and everything else. Yeah. I'm just going to tune out. I've got to turn this off. Yeah. It's not doing anything for me. The market will adapt to that. Yeah. So the incentive structure, because there's not a marketing campaign out there that nobody's ever seen, right? Like, oh, I've never seen that before. That's really interesting. We're just recycling, just like, you know, reruns and sequels and everything else. We're recycling old structures and ideas, old sales tactics, all that stuff, and just pumping it right in front of your face. Yeah. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, unless you've been in a cave. Yeah. Right? Then all of it's pretty amazing. You're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. We're doing this. It's a podcast. Yeah. Part of that problem. We're part of the problem. No, no, no. We are part of the solution. We are saving yeah, that's, that's right. what we do. Yeah. But before you save, sometimes you have to go through your own deep shit, I guess, right? Of course you do. Yeah. You have to that's be the story. self-aware. Yeah. yeah. That's good. What all you just said right there, yeah. there's been a few times. I'm like, man, I'm glad I picked Jared as a co-host. You know, I you am know? too. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, we talked yeah. about this with simulations. I, in fact, you sent me the video the other day because yeah. I wanted to send it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Again, my favorite part of that is how you humor me like a moronic child. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well cut. Well done, yeah. Julian. That's good. Yeah, so I think that's where it'll start to change, is that all of this is forcing us to a real question, which goes back to what we talked about last time, is that I think we are on the edge of, we're in the middle of an existential crisis of what it means to be human, whether people recognize that or not. And AI is not very, compared to where it could be, it's still pretty stupid. Yeah. It's still in the beginning stages. Yeah. And look how disruptive it's already being. It's crazy. But it's forcing us to really question, what's the value of a human? Yeah. What makes up a human? Because if all of our values in the work that we do, well, then AI is absolutely disruptive and can create a lot of turmoil. Yeah. But maybe this sparks new creativity. Yeah. What about going back? I'm not saying the classics, but going back a little bit, because those books, those movies, those stories, they haven't been retold. There's no sequels to them. Like that book exists from 20 years ago, from 70 years ago, 200 years ago. No. That hasn't had been influenced by AI. So when you go back and you're not, right? Like today's stuff is littered with all that stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you go back and like maybe pull on the classics, just use that word as easier. Like what? What comes to mind? I don't know. Pick up anything that you want. People would say the Bible. People would say meditations. People, I, again, sure. I just threw that bone for you right like there. That, you know? You're trying to get me to talk about... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm the, not. I'm just... The, that's the, the most Testament. obvious example of things yeah. that... Because you're right. We've talked about this, I think. Or I know I have in other places. Let's talk about it again. The last podcast the last book that was released, the last social media post, the last news story, the last Apple news story that just came out is not the most important one. Just because it just hit top of your feed doesn't mean you need to give it attention. It doesn't because the person that called you on the phone does not take over the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. That is what's happened because it is, and you watch people watch their phones, notifications all day long. Oh yeah. You gotta turn Turn that shit off. off. Gotta turn it, that's number one. If you're gonna have a phone, turn notifications off. Yeah. Unless it's from your wife or kids or something like that, or husband, if you, you know, all that. What? I have a wife and kids. Not you. I, saying, I mean, you know, but if I wanted a husband and kids exactly. too, whatever. No, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's pulling back to say, yeah, that stuff has, that was never influenced by the stuff that we're dealing with today. Go read the 
The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Alchemist, how do you say it? Whatever. And it doesn't have to be that old. Well, clarify this here. You say it wasn't affected by the stuff we see today. How it had so? its own shit because there's no AI. Like, give me some that. examples. All the content that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to write any notes, so I'm putting that aside. Oh, you're done with it? It made me look cool for yeah. a minute, I thought, but um, it's really just impeding my hand gestures. I don't know. I'm opening up the topic. I'm not an expert in this. I'm just saying, because I agree with you, there's an overconsumption of content, of yeah. stuff that's out that's there right now. That's what you're talking about. Yes. But what if you consumed things that maybe didn't have that? It's more, doesn't give you the answer. Maybe like you want, it's more philosophical, I suppose. Could that be useful? I mean, I think this is a good question. I want a specificity because you could be talking about, you know, visual mediums. You could be talking about, I don't think you know what you're talking about, but I'm going to help you structure. No, that's the point. It's wonderful. Are you talking about how we entertain ourselves? By entertainment, I mean, you know, if we read a book, we entertain them. Yeah, you could. Well, that's a good question because is the content that you're talking about, going back to you to flip it, is it entertainment or can it just be any content in general? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Because like a nonfiction book about being better at business, right? That's yeah. a basic example. That should be a great, great title for great being title. better at business. Yeah. I want to write that book. Yeah. But AI could write that book for you. Absolutely. So why would you read that shit when you could go back and read, I don't know, pick a fucking book. People say this, read the classics, read the books that haven't been influenced by modern shit, right? I don't know, dude. Yeah, but back then when they were written, they were being influenced by modern shit. I so I don't think it's a very strong argument. Yeah, but they stood the test of time. What's good here will stay on the test of time too. Yes, but how do you know what's good? Because now you already know it's already been through that filtration system. All those songs that were created in the 1980s and 90s that were one-hit wonders, Mm -hmm. all the stuff that surrounded those songs, that's all gone. All we have left is the one song that matters. Right. Right? Summer of 69, right? Oh, geez, little Brian Adams there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go Matchbox 20 on you at least, but... Oh, I appreciate that. They were just in town. I'll tell you what, since we're dropping some 80s, (laughs) The 80s knowledge here. Me and my brother-in-law went on a long trip. Uh, you know, I say trip, not drug trip, not in a car. I just used the word trip. I would assume that's what you meant. Well, you know, I mean... God, that's the world we live in. So if you use the word trip, then mm-hmm. I'm going to think that you're on drugs. Right. But if you were you're one of your kids, you'd think, where'd you guys go? That's what I thought. Yeah. But you assume that I didn't think that. I thought you would that's think weird. It, that's what, yeah, I had to qualify. Well, we were not taking drugs. Okay. Not while we are doing this. Thank you for clarifying. But we had a lot of fun with this. We were going through these old... 1980s easy listening. Mm. So one that I remember a lot is Richard Marks, you know? Yeah. Mullet. Yeah, of course. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, full blown. Yeah, yeah. You know, so from all the hit movies, the 80s movies, you know, Top Gun, mm. Rocky, yeah. there's one guy who was singing all those songs. I can't remember his name. Kenny Loggins, Kenny I think. Kenny Loggins. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Loggins. Footloose. Yep. Did all that. Yeah. Anyway, those are considered great songs, but why? But they made it through the filtration of all the shit. Because... They were also attached to a movie okay, that made yeah. it through the film. So you see, yeah, yeah, there was something that projected that forward. for sure. Nobody would think, oh, this is a great yeah, song out of context. Jamming out to Top Gun's like takeoff scene at the beginning of the movie, unless it had Except that. That shit is dope. No, it is dope. Yeah. But because it brings you into that moment of watching the movie. Yeah. Highway to the Danger Zone? Oh, man. I mean, who doesn't want to go to yeah. the Danger Zone? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's talking about a highway. These are jets. They fly. But you see what I'm saying? So you know what's good now because it stood the test of time. Today's TV shows or songs or books, you don't know until you fast forward 20 years. It stands the test of time because it had cultural significance and meaning. Right. It's something that a certain generation can come around and go, we all remember that. We remember how it made us feel. They did it before it got nostalgic, is my point. Because yeah. like, think of, 
Oh, geez. Okay, so a book comes out in the year 2023. Okay. And because it's the new book, because it's on the bestseller list, does not make it a good book, doesn't make it worth your reading. Will you read that book in 10 years or 20 years? Especially so if you know how that game works. Not, I know, absolutely. <laughs> you got to pay a half million to get on that New York Times bestseller list. Absolutely. There's all sorts of algorithms you got to follow. There's people that will not buy a book that was written in the last year. I'm talking about nonfiction stuff. It, it may be fiction too, but because they want to see what's lasted. What, and they just, you know. Okay, but how do people know what books to buy? They talk to other people. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, or... Not algorithms. Or they know, or they talk to... I like these books. Can you give me examples of other books that I might like based off of these? Yeah, and it kicks out some pretty good data. Absolutely. You know, I mean, so it's not a bad thing. Right. It's the social media thing. It's like really great on one end and it's really terrible on the other. Well, let's get philosophical with it too, Please. right? I mean, we hear I these, like that. these ideas of it's not the destination, it's the journey. Oh, of course. It's a real part of it. I mean, you and I have both worked for ourselves our entire professional careers, right? Nobody's paid us to get out of bed. So there's an excitement about the hunt. I had to go corporate for a little minute. Oh, okay. Well, right. then I'll just talk about the me. beginning. Right. You never had like a cube job? Never. I mean, I had a summer internship when I was in college, but not like as a graduate and here's my career. I've so never, never been in an office. No. I've never been in a W-2 employee of a corporation on like salary. You have to come here and eat lunch with us and all that. Yeah. Never. Mm. Unless you're talking about summer jobs. Yeah. So you would never get the movie Office Space? Oh, no, I would. Okay. And that was from working at, at an insurance company for one summer. I was working at Aflac's just corporate like headquarters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just like every... It yeah. was hilarious. And yeah. that was around the time that it came out. Yeah. So, no, I get it. But going back to this is that... Um, shit, man. What we're talking about? I was going to make the point that we've never, you know... Books books going back algorithms telling you oh, sorry old age no that's okay this is how it's we fly. friday it is friday it's hot out it's the heat and the heat's making it's me nuts. we went back to phoenix that's way too far back okay is it global warming i mean i'm just totally switching it we can come yeah, back as soon it. as you think of it mm-hmm. or is it like some 50-year cycle we're in like what the fuck's going on vermont the rain what the hell's that all about did you hear about that the wildfires and Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So it was smoky here. I know. That the was hell? nuts. Yeah. And that's so all we were from up in Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Oof. And in Pittsburgh, we looked and I saw it. And I'm like, holy shit. And we met some people on the street and they're telling us, like, the air quality. People were wearing masks. I'm like, I thought COVID was over. Oh, yeah. COVID's over. No, they yeah. said it wasn't. No, but it was their quality. Right. So then it comes down to Charlotte, North Carolina. So anyway, yeah. The world's on fire. You see the heat maps? Oh, yeah. It looks dude. like the world's on fire. It's nuts. What's happening? So, okay. I'm not a scientist. Okay. But. I do think it's a mix of a number of different things. Definitely climate change. I do believe there's cycles. We see that. Yeah. Because like 50 years is nothing. Right. It's not just one thing. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's a mix of, of cycles. It's a mix of human contribution. Well, I mean, those are the two big things, right? Human contribution to changing climate and weather. How do we fix it? Solar panels. No, we fix it with the technology that has been retrieved from these crashed UFOs, which is going to be revealed to us next week. Oh, that's July awesome. 26th. That'll be Boom. <laughs> pull this out and throw it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you want to fix some of these problems? We need that non-human intelligent mm. technology that can... We need to take it back from Lockheed Martin. And yes, I just said it. Lockheed Martin is the one who asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you'll hear people talking about it that are knowledgeable of this, and they'll say, let's just pick a random aerospace company. We'll say Lockheed Martin, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. How do we fix it? Man, I don't know. Does one person at a time do it? Because then you look around and you're like, no one else is fucking doing it. <laughs> I know that's not the answer because... No, I think, you know, this move towards electric vehicles in mass is not the answer. Number one, because unless they 
find a way to sustainably mine lithium, which, I mean, just look it up. Look at lithium mining, like what happens after lithium mining. Mm. It is an environmental disaster. Man, it is sounds a, like Bitcoin mining. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, a good point, right? The amount of energy required to mine for Bitcoin or to run high-level AI oh, systems. Geez. You're looking at some pictures? It's a rich load of EV metals could boost Taliban and its new Chinese partners. That was the first thing that came up. That was Washington Post. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also why China, again, they play the long game. So yeah. they don't dominate militarily. They dominate by going into places that are rich in resources. Can pollute the air and water with chemicals and heavy metals. Oh, yeah. Well, look at the landscape. Yeah. It just decimates the landscape. That's bad. I'm going to look up pollution. And right. Gonna, oh, not, that's not what I wanted. So is it better than gas? No. Now, if you're just measuring carbon emissions, sure. Yeah, look at yeah. that. Disgusting. Yeah. And that's why we don't do it here. Yeah. But we do it in Serbia. We do it in these other countries that, you know, where the countries are like, yeah, fine. Screw it. Pay us a good amount of money and you can destroy our ecosystem. Everyone's got their price. Right. But that's the thing. And, you know, if we all feel that's like this good. is great, I'm doing something good. Yeah. That's not good. No, that's not. Show the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good at all. So these are the kinds of questions you have to ask. You know, oh yeah, electric vehicles. But when you look at what it takes in order to have an electric vehicle... You're like, that's a massive hit to the environment as it is. Yeah. Right? And then you also have to ask yourself, what is going to generate the electricity? Because we still have people who are very against nuclear, which I think is the smartest way to transition off of fossil fuels. So what are you going to do? You still have to burn coal. So we have to increase our coal production in order to run these electric vehicles so every jackass out there, you know, can feel like I'm doing something good for the environment, like yeah. technically or not. I don't mean that everybody has an electric vehicles as jackass. I think electric vehicles are kind of cool, actually. Yeah. But I do think this idea that, oh, yeah, well, I'm helping the environment. I'm like, well, you clearly haven't done your homework. Yeah. Because you know how much shit it took, how much destruction to the environment it took to actually build that vehicle? Fuck load. Mm. But you don't see it. So you can pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Just like you hear Joe Rogan talking about the irony of all these people on their iPhones tweeting about social justice and uh, going crazy. Yeah. But that phone itself was made by slave That's labor. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but it's very proper for the world we live in today. Yeah. Everybody... That's all the bullshit. That's why you got to put it away. All of it. It's hard to escape. Yeah. You can't escape it driving down the road. No, of course not. I can't get over it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So I think that we just, as people, everybody needs to get off their high horse. Yeah. Let's actually, you want to solve real problems? Let's have real conversations. But that's not happening. Of course not. There's no incentive to. No, and there's no, like, reasoning with some people. Yeah, I mean, if you're entrenched in your own ideas. But that's, I would probably say a lot of people. Most people are that way, yes. And I do, I I go back to this a lot about, and I pinpointed to when I was in my graduate program in Foresight and Future Studies. That's really quickly, because I learned how to think. Not what to think, but how to think. And I learned very quickly how much I don't know, how much I'll never know, and what a strategic advantage that is. Mm. Because I'm constantly learning. That's your rallying cry. It is. You use it a lot. Because it's true. Yeah. It's not just like, it's not like an aspiration, like I hope yeah, I'm yeah. there one day. Yeah, yeah. I may have a certain belief or an idea. I mean, we all have our bias. We all have our, our lens that we look through. Mm. But I'm also open to being shown a good argument that might persuade me in one direction or another. Yeah. But do I think, oh, well, that's the truth that will never change? No. It's mm. always moving as new information is introduced. Yeah. But most people aren't doing that. And I'm not saying because I'm better than most people. No. It's because we've trained an entire generation or, you know, we've trained an entire population. We've essentially manipulated them into, do you fall into this camp or this camp? You should think this. You should think that. Yeah. This is what's true. This is what isn't true. Yeah. You know, this is misinformation or disinformation. 
Yeah. You know, this is this, this is that. And if you believe this, you must be this. Yeah. It's just maddening. Right. Well, they did that with like the great resignation. Right. And it went in one direction. So yeah, yeah. you should do this. And then everyone wants a job now. Damn so right. Turned back. Now it's like all these people are applying for jobs and they can't get it. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's what Bob Iger from Disney has been uh, coming under a lot of fire for. He's like, well, part of our plan is just let him wait until they can't pay the uh, rent anymore and they'll come back. Yeah. But at least he's being honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, the worst would be like, well, we're really trying to work through this. Like, no, you're not. He's just coming straight out and saying, well, here's he is. the reality. He is. I'm not saying he's right, but they're in trouble. People aren't going to Disney. They're not going like they did. Slowest year in 10 years at Disney World during July right. they 4th weekend. They jacked the prices way up too. It's nonstop. Everything is expensive. They are ripping people off at oh, a lot of, of these places. Look at Carowinds. It's like $18 for like a shitty hamburger. Oh, and those are shitty. Shitty hamburgers. Shitty food. Served with a frown on their face too. Exactly. Like, and it's hot as shit. So no, why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? And they're being paid what? Not minimum wage, 10 bucks know. an hour? Who knows? I don't know. We should interview one of them on our podcast. <laughs> we should go to Carowinds <laughs> yeah. and shoot this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Or it's like, we're going to go remote. No, we're going to go in. We're going to go to the office again. So now it's like, Charlotte, you look around and I was just thinking this the last few days. I'm like, there's a lot of people on the road. There's congestion in areas that there hasn't been in a long time. Right. And it's next level shit. So I'm like, I think the banks, I think these companies are bringing people back into the office. They're signing leases at a high clip here in Charlotte now. And they're bringing people back to uptown and South End to go to work. So yeah. This stuff's changing. It's going back. Whoa. Yeah. And just a couple of weeks ago, there was all this stuff coming out about commercial real estate bust. Oh, yeah. In some cities, absolutely. Right. San Francisco is getting clobbered. Yeah. There's a number of reasons. To, I mean, San yeah. Francisco, I mean, that big mall that's like one of the most famous malls, stores, they're just leaving. Yeah. And like, well, crime is too high. Yeah. Oh, and all these cities, Chicago, like all the shootings and all this stuff. I mean, it's just awful. Again, we're not having that problem here in Charlotte. Why? Well, we've got influx of people. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that Charlotte's they have not their problem. our problems. We certainly The do. driving is fucking terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, I think about it more probably because I have kids driving now yeah. on the road. Every single time I drive, doesn't matter how it's two minutes yeah. or 30 minutes, it is nonstop. There's people telling you, they go in, out, cut you off and do all sorts of shit. And I used to not give a shit about that. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, I'm just going to say it, right? It's a lot of shitty cars yeah. like who have been beat up. Yeah. And you're just like, man, they do not give a fuck. And you can't do it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to chase them? No. Get shot? Not unless you're carrying a gun. You can yeah. shoot back. <laughs> but you have to be willing to shoot a gun. True. Are you willing to shoot a gun? No, I mean, yeah, I'm willing to shoot a gun, shoot a person, right? That's a, that's yeah. a whole different, like, if you're attacked. Of course. That's yeah. just random. No, the worst thing in the world is yeah. just to look at another human down the barrel of a gun. Not that I've ever done that, and I hope yeah. I never do. Yeah. I would suck. Yeah. You know? But I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of shit. But anyway, you're talking about how Unless Charlotte they cut me does. off in traffic, fuck it. Game on. That was the game we used to hear about in LA, right? <laughs> I got on the LA freeway, right? So I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. But right. So you were saying before how Charlotte doesn't have those same problems as like Chicago, San Francisco, and some of these other places. Yeah. And of course, I mean, my reasoning on that is to be oversimplistic and not backed up by a lot of data. Because all data can be manipulated to help you build a narrative, right? Right. But the yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I want to go down that That's road. Okay. That's it. That's all right. You know, because it seems just like a well-trodden road. Okay, so cities. You mm -hmm. look at a city like Charlotte. You get a yeah. lot of people from New York City, Western New York, Ohio, mm -hmm. California, all over the country. Right. Other countries are coming here, right? What happens to cities? Because when we all first came here, we weren't here, but grandparents, great-grandparents, and so on and so forth, they ended up in the port cities, they ended up in the Northeast, right? right. They went to Cleveland. Boston, Buffalo, New York City, Chicago. Eventually, they moved out west. Yeah. Right? They went to Los Angeles. Eventually, some people went to Florida. Mm -hmm. But then they skipped 
the Southeast, which we are now. Yep. So cities like Charlotte and Raleigh and Nashville and, Atlanta. you know, Atlanta and even like Little Rock, Arkansas mm-hmm. or Birmingham, Alabama and all these places, which there's been more people going to those cities. Yep. That wasn't an option for a lot of people at one point. Obviously, people were there. So I'm not saying they weren't like no one was there. They were and they're built yeah. something. What happens because, you know, so I'm from Buffalo. Yep. Your dad from Cleveland. Well, he's from Southeast Ohio, but yeah. Okay. But when we went to college, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't go back to their home city. Right. And they did it for not be wanted to maybe do their own thing. They were in another yeah. part of the country. They got a job offer. And then there's like these resources say, you can be in a city like Charlotte. Yep. The government isn't going to rape you. Yeah. Where the weather's more normal, where the taxes aren't crazy and all these right. different things. So people left and they get it. Some people went back home to their hometown and other people, a lot of people didn't though. Yeah. So now we're that generation has kind of established what happens going forward because like New York City was a place to be, San Francisco was a place to be, LA was a place to be, Chicago. Now you look at those places, it's like people can't go to Chicago. It's yeah. like drive-by shootings left and right. I get right. it. Yeah. Even in your nice parts of town. And even your nice parts of town. Yeah. LA is like... Or it's all the, with all the teenagers that were in Chicago, they were just like... Yeah. Everyone's divorced in LA. Again, these are media yeah, yeah. headlines, but there's some truth. To, there's like... Sure, there's yeah. some, probably somewhere in the middle. What happens to cities in the future or in the like this foreseeable future. I mean, Charlotte's changed dramatically oh, over the last 20 years, let alone totally. the last five years, you know, pre COVID to post COVID it's taken to another level. Yeah. And I don't know if Charlotte is, it's a major city, but it's not in that category. It's more of like considered that secondary city of which there's a lot of those cities. Yeah. When I say all that, like, what are you thinking? Yeah. So I think for a city to be successful, number one is that they need to have an infrastructure that can support the population. Right. Right. And that primary infrastructure of supporting the population needs to be their management of water. Yeah. Right. And then secondary is management of the basic necessities, you know, food, shelter, community, all of that. So if a place like San Francisco, for example, you have a massive flight of businesses in a large part of the population leaving San Francisco, it's pretty easy to peg San Francisco. The reason why that's happening is not because they don't manage water. It's not because they don't have the infrastructure. It's because of bad policy. Policy that has allowed for criminal behavior has encouraged things that are just antisocial. Let's put it that way. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of problems in San Francisco beforehand. I mean, the cost of living, absurdly overpriced. The difference between the haves and the have-nots in San Francisco was fucking crazy. So it was already on the verge. It didn't take much to just tip it over. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Because you can't have that kind of disparity and expect the city to continue to grow the way that it was going to grow. I think they also had the record for the most human feces on public walkways. That's crazy. Who's tracking that shit? Oh, dude, it's... Literally. My buddy Josh, who yeah. used to live in San Francisco, would send me pictures of that. And he goes, yeah, check it out. Checking out. He moved to Austin. It's doing great. Yeah. A lot of people from San Francisco yeah. have moved to Austin. Yeah. You know, and you got a lot of people from the Northeast moving here to Charlotte. Yeah. I think, honestly, there's going to come a certain time where investing in real estate in San Francisco will be a killer investment. Yeah. Because it just, it's falling back down. Yeah. And you're having a lot of people leave. But then what you have is you have a blank slate to say, all right, we need to turn this around. Right. You know, the idea that, oh, people are just going to want to be in San Francisco or want to be in New York. I mean, to a degree, but COVID definitely opened up the door to say, I can do my job effectively from anywhere in the world, can increase my overall happiness, and my money can go further if I'm living in the Midwest than if I'm living in New York City. Right. So whether people do that in mass and continue to do that mass, or just the idea is out there, 
and people know that it's an option, it is going to affect how cities grow or deflate and they're going to have to reinvent themselves. Yeah. I think ultimately San Francisco will have to reinvent itself. Yeah. I mean, people like to believe like New York City will never fall apart. I mean, if you can't sustain a population there, it absolutely can. Yeah. But the upside of that is now you have a, a blank slate to recreate from. Yeah. And you start attracting people back. Right. Because you have the structure there, right? It's obviously worked yeah. in the past. So when yeah. we talk about all the people fleeing those cities and coming to places like Charlotte or Austin or Nashville, at a certain point, Charlotte's going to bust too. Yeah. We absolutely. can't take all this in because Austin, they already say, is look, it's the cost of living has gone up so much because yeah. of the influx of Californians. Yeah. yeah. It's just turning it into it another San Absolutely. Completely. Absolutely. Right. We've seen that here. I mean, the influx of people, I mean, the cost of living. Yeah, we talk about traffic, right? Jeez. Just basic things. Yeah. Schools, overcrowdedness. For sure. Taxes have continued to be raised in Mecklenburg oh County. God. And you're playing city and, oh, I hate that. Yeah. So they're doing, like, that's going to drive people out and they'll go to the next city. Correct. Go to Kansas City, go to Des Moines, go to Florida, go to wherever. Yeah. 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 But then you got to take into account all the climate refugees that are going to be coming from Phoenix, Arizona, which was the fastest growing city during COVID. Yeah. And they are in the middle of a 1,200-year drought, and they don't know how to manage their water resources. And now you've got, there's some uproar because, you know, the public is, is realizing that one of the largest users, if you will, yeah, of says, water. I know the answer. Is what? Golf courses. Well, that, true. But no, no. But even more than oh, that, wow, way, really? way more than that is the Saudi Arabian company, I don't remember the name of it, bought up the water rights in so many places. So they're growing alfalfa. It's illegal to grow alfalfa in Saudi That's Arabia. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it requires so much water. But they use it to feed their beef cattle. Mm. Beef cattle, that's the only kind of cattle there's. So they feed their cattle. Right? Yeah. So now Arizona's come out and saying, no more. We're canceling the lease because all that water is being dumped into alfalfa, which is mm. incredibly... Yeah. It's just a hot mess. Yeah. And then they're taking that alfalfa and shipping it back. But the way it's been framed is like, oh, let's blame the Saudis for the water problem in Arizona. I'm like, no fuckers. You're the ones who had the problem <laughs> because you right. encourage nonstop development. Yeah. Sure, you shouldn't have leased your land to the Saudis or to the Chinese or anybody else. Don't do that. Right? Like, think long-term. Think like they do. Long-term. Yeah. China thinks long-term. Saudi thinks long-term. Yeah. United States thinks in quarterly intervals. Yeah. Because that's when the stock market, mm. what's our quarterly earnings? Well, quarterly, what are we going to do this next quarter, this next voting cycle, this next this or this next that? Then all of a sudden you have an infrastructure that cannot support the population. You don't have the water. And people have got to go somewhere. Yeah. So then they come east and then they put more stress and pressure on a failing infrastructure on this side of the country because yeah. we are not investing in water infrastructure the way that we need to. We're not investing in, you know, making 21st century roadways. Yeah. We're trying to create 20th century That's roadways. the thing that always gets me. So if you're coming east, well, people are coming from the west or they're coming from the north. Charleston, South Carolina is another one. I spent a lot of time there going to school there. There's a lot of projections. That place is going to be underwater soon. I mean, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. That's a different kind of water problem. But mm -hmm. the infrastructure is yeah. awful. Holy shit. And the problem is there's water everywhere. It's a different kind of water. It's the salt water, right? But my point is... Yeah. They all bottleneck. Mm -hmm. You could build a bridge. How many bridges are you going to build? How Seriously, many yeah. It's and then there's people everywhere. They're right. buying up land, and they don't realize that people are getting attacked by alligators now because the alligators are saying "fuck this shit." Right? Yeah. And that's terrible. It's tragic. It is. Like yeah, but it's happening. I'm all for killing alligators in, in Seabrook Island. <laughs> someone did fought off an alligator. Yeah. He got ahead his foot and he fought away. <laughs> but Hilton had woman's out walking her dog, mm -hmm. walking her dog. She never came home. And then they finally found her. The alligator was guarding her body. 
Thanks. He didn't need her. No, yeah. So, I mean, well, that already killed her, but yeah. it's terrible. But anyway, so that's the infrastructure it leads to alligators. Sure. That's it's this whole cycle. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, that all sounds depressing. I think though, Sorry. That, well, no, but I, you know, I'm an optimist. I really am. I just think that we also have to look at, you know, we do need to look at human history and cycles and we need to, predicting individual behavior is very difficult. Predicting human behavior in mass is not so difficult. Yeah. That's why it's so easy to manipulate large populations. Okay. You're starting over. Jared gets a new start. Fresh Jared lease. Gets a new start. Kids are good. New lease on life. School. You could do, you can have your choice. Where's the Nichols family moving? I'm buying land. And I would love to have not tiny houses, but, you know, like just three or four of them mm. and then connected okay. by, you know, like little walkways. Okay. So the kids can have their little spot. We have our spot, but that we create an environment that encourages us to be outside. Where is this? Oh, I'd go to Union County or Cabarrus County. Oh, so you're staying in the Carolinas? Yeah, our whole family's finally moved here. I mean, it'd be a real dick move to uh, yeah. encourage them all to be here. If you could move them all together and put them strategically in their own place, that Ooh. works for them. Mm. Different kind of question. Yeah. Seattle. Okay. No. <laughs> Too many yeah. serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> Where would we go? The Charlotte area is actually a good area to be in. Yeah. Another area that I, you know, because I go there a lot and I just love the town is Knoxville, Tennessee. The terrain is great. The farmland is great. Good people. Very good people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. If it was just our family, yeah. you know, my wife, my kids here, and we didn't have any other family around, yeah. I'd probably consider going there since I go there all the time anyway. Yeah. But no, I think Charlotte's a great spot. I think this is a really good area to be in. Yeah. We still have plenty of acreage, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, I don't know, ever since COVID, I've just had more of this bent towards self-sustaining practices. So learning different skills that I may never have to use. Right. But that are just good to know that I have them. Yeah. Right. To be less dependent on technology, less dependent on some external structure that I need sure. to have. I'm not talking about going completely off the grid, but I am saying that you do have to consider the fragility of our infrastructure. And if we're not investing in, you know, things like water infrastructure, which again is my pet here. That's a big thing for you. It is. Are you only like boards or foundations for that? No, I mean, the organization that I worked with when we developed this 20 year moonshot vision was the Plumbing Manufacturing International. It's a trade association for plumbing manufacturers. Yeah. And we developed a 20-year moonshot vision and looked at four alternative scenarios around the future of water, not just plumbing, because anytime we want to look at a large scale, you know, what's the, the future of your industry? Mm. The first thing you always have to say is, what is the one thing that would make you irrelevant? Well, for plumbing, it's water. If there's no water, who gives a shit about plumbing? Right. Nobody does. Yeah. It's useless. So it's dependent on the flow of water. And that's what they do. So our focus then is on the future of water, but not just water in general, like, oh, water's becoming polluted or water's here or water's not there. We have to say, what is the thing that's going to make you irrelevant? And then we zoom out. We say, let's talk about water. Let's talk about where things are, what's going on right now. And infrastructure. Now we start to zoom back in. Now we start to look at where the real opportunities. Yeah. And one of the big things that came out of that as we were going through it is just, like, I didn't know much at all about what was going on out west and the Colorado River, yeah, 1,200-year drought, yeah, because I live in the East Coast, and we get shitloads of water over here, yeah. so it's not my problem, right? Yeah. As soon as you start looking into it, though, you're like, it could be your problem. I'm going to do some on-the-field investigative reporting. I'm doing it. I'm going to find out for you. You really should, man. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the things that came up in the scenarios were, you know, potentially armed conflicts, like small armed conflicts across the borders of these different states, because they are fighting over water rights. Yeah. You know? threatening to cut off, you know, to dam up the Colorado River. Damn. 
they'd be surrounded because then you have Mexico and they got the wall there. Mexico's having a coming. big problem yeah. because the Colorado River feeds into Mexico. Yeah. And so they're getting like this little trickle. Ugh. And now it's just, That's what do we do? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, man, I mean, it all goes back to that. The more self-reliant you can be. Don't you think they figure this shit out too, though? I do. I mean, I do think there's a lot of doom and gloom scenarios that constantly get put out there, but we do find a way to figure it out. Yeah. But not always. Yeah. I mean, with water, for example. Yeah, certain cities won't make it and others will. Right. Yeah. Like Miami might be in trouble because like you said, they might be underwater. Might be too hot. Right. Miami is definitely facing a lot of problems there. We tend to solve these big problems because of human innovation, ingenuity. But again, we're only looking at a small portion of human history. Yeah. And it's the one that's only relative to a generation behind us and a generation ahead of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when you look at human history overall and you look at empires, their growth and their collapse, for every empire throughout human history, their inevitable downfall, because all of them do fall, right? The inevitable downfall or the downfall of all of those primary reason or the secondary, but most of the primary reason has been the mismanagement of water. Yeah. This is what caused the downfall of, uh, what was the, uh, it was out west. Was it the Hopi? Mm. Oh, I'm probably fucking this all up, man. It was this incredible, incredible civilization that was in the southwest United States before there was the United States. Yeah. You can go, you can see all the caves. They're not caves. It was homes built into the caves. They had yeah. this. This was the place to go. All roads led here. There was no natural source of water except yeah. for rain, but they had figured out how to control water. Anasazi? Oh, the Anasazi. Yes. Anasazi. Yeah, yeah. That's one that came up. They couldn't manage that water anymore. Jeez. It was all gone. Yeah. Gone. The Mayas. The Mayan civilization, same thing. Water. Aztecs, same thing. Mm. The Roman Empire, same thing. They had an incredible management of... Ratification kills civilizations. Is California next? Yep. There you go. Look. Yeah. 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 So it's the thing. I do believe that this crisis is the biggest threat to national security. I really do. I'm not just saying that to sound, you know, dramatic. The more you dive into it, the more you realize the implications long-term of what this could mean. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And you look at where we're putting all our time and attention. Yeah. It's amazing that we haven't imploded, right? Mm. I mean, I love America. I think we do some incredible things. I also do think that, you know, our short-sightedness is going to bite us in the ass. But maybe that's what we want subconsciously so that we can rise to the occasion again. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good story to tell ourselves. It is a good story to tell. Yeah. That's good stuff. Thanks, man. Can I get a high five? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, don't believe you do it and it throws up our shit. It's like, (laughs) yeah. What about the downfall could also be like, you go to the gym, (laughs) big parking lot, and you pull in and you see like far left, far right. You could park there. It's a walk. Yeah. People are fighting for parking spots right in front. Yeah. They're going to the fucking gym. Yeah. Park far away and walk your ass to the gym. Yeah. Then it leads to people getting angry at each other. Mm-hmm. Obesity is a real problem in our country. Man. Man, eat a lot of food. So that's like, that's deep. But it just starts with <laughs> going to the gym and just fucking park further away. Park in a different parking lot for all it's I care. It's not about the parking. No, it's not. But that's the depth of it all. It starts in the parking lot. You should write that book or get Chad GBT to write this book. It'd be interesting to see yeah. how they pull this all together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Google. You know, Google AI pitched... This is going back on this shit, but it's all good. That's how we do it. Pitched New York Times and all these different publications to use this to be the reporting, to help the reporters. They wanted to help the reporters. Right. But Google had pitched it and they're like freaked out because they're like, shit, they're going to take our jobs. You know, if your first instinct with AI as a journalist or as a reporter is like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. Then you must already kind of know you suck at your job. Yeah. 
let's be honest. Yeah. A lot of journalists suck at their job. A lot of more journalists. Yeah. That's the other problem. That too. is a problem. Just like a lot of writers aren't really good writers. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the world of experts. If everybody's an expert, nobody's really an expert. Yeah. It's like, kind of look back. Yeah. Look deep. Mm -hmm. What are you good at? What you improve? What you do this? It's like, yeah, I, I bring those two topics up simultaneously and I didn't do that on purpose, but it's like, when you think about it, man, like have some accountability. Yeah. Park your fucking car, take your ass and walk to the gym. This is an issue for you. Let's talk about this. I like this. No, no, it's just, it's a definite. Did you almost get into a fight? No, I didn't. I was oh, good. Okay. I was just sitting there in line. I'm like, what are we waiting for? I mean, you're people? a pretty compliant guy. There's, so I can see that. Four cars. <laughs> Because of you. Because you're compassionately aggressive. Compassionately yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. And you're passively compliant. Passively. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, everyone's worried about something. I guess I am too, because I'm worried about some person who, not one person, is like sure. lots of people. I don't know. Maybe they have nothing to do with each other. But I bet you, I could get AI to write a story about that and mix it all together. I think you could. It'd be awesome. I have no doubt you could. Yeah. And I think you should. No. And then I think you should publish it and we should charge a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. You know, Ooh, that's the thing that people are thinking. So with AI, if mm -hmm. you're worried about your voice being stolen, which you could do, they're still going to get to it, but you can gate it, gate the content. Dude, look, like I've told you, remember, so I'm finally using Jasper, mm -hmm. like after paying for nine some odd months and finally really diving into it. And I think I was talking about this last time is that yeah. they've got this whole new feature called brand voice. Yeah. And it's really good. But again, so it'll kick out outputs based on the prompts, like it's got all these different things that you upload yeah. for knowledge base so that it's just trying to mimic you. Mm. Are you worried that the, what if Jasper says, we don't need you anymore, Jared? We're going to... Why would they do that? Because they can go sell the new futurist. Well, sure. Old futurist. But again, like <laughs> if people know that it's not me and that it's just a AI kicking it out. Better version of you. Unnecessarily, because again, human beings, what do we move forward on? Trust. Yeah. And I'm not going to trust technology because that's just, you know, humans don't trust. Yeah technology one of your things that you could do is help people like turn it off yeah i think you could do that you think so i do i have a documentary we're gonna follow you and your family around bam oh yeah but then you see a raging hypocrite because i don't turn it off yeah you do a little bit i can yes yeah but i'm also very open about that yeah is that what i say we need to do i'm also talking to myself too a hundred percent. Yeah. So I recognize yeah. it because, you know, I love I see how much time and energy it takes. That's for why me. we have a podcast so we can That's hold we ourselves accountable. Accountability. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't say all this shit and then go home and be like, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I always qualify and say, well, look, this is an issue for me. Yeah. You know, it needs people like you just take a stand. I really like how you build me up. This is so yeah. good. Well, it's like LeBron. LeBron has his sneakers. He works with Nike. Where's his shoes made? Yeah. China. Where's the NBA make most of their money? China. Mm hmm. And then they complain about these things. And I get it. But it's like if LeBron says, I've had enough. Yeah. We're going to make our shoes. Cleveland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio. That's more of a reality, I think, too. That's getting into geopolitics here. Yeah. One of the things that we put into these scenarios, and I really do just need to make this available on the page so people can download it. One of the things that we put into these scenarios as well was this reshoring. Because you were looking at, you know, mm. for instance, COVID, you saw... Nobody could get anything. Ugh. Cost of goods went way up. Ugh. They haven't come back down. No, they haven't. Yeah. So the actual benefit of offshoring over to China, it's gone. Yeah. There's no real economic benefit unless you were buying in massive amounts to offset shipping costs. But again, what was making the economy work so well in this model was that guys like you and me could set up products over in China that could be drop shipped 
and developed at such a low cost and we could charge a high premium for them over here. Yeah. Not anymore. Margins are minimal, if anything at all. So there is more of this push to bring manufacturing back to the United States and not just in the way they've always talked about it, like in Congress, oh, we're going to be like, we're going to support small business when they turn around and sign something that does not support small business. Yep. It's becoming a market necessity to bring manufacturing back and not just a market necessity, but a national security issue in particular chip production. Yeah. Right. This is the whole deal with Taiwan, by the way. You think the United States really gives a shit about whether Taiwan is independent or whether it's a part of China? As only as long as Taiwan is producing right. and manufacturing chips for us, yes. Because I do believe they are the largest chip manufacturer in the world. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. It's pretty significant. But we've also talked about we need to be doing that back here. Yeah. So the more dependent we are on other countries for the production of our goods, Again, all this comes back to how our market is incentivized, which is the mass consumption of goods and services, yeah. which is not sustainable. So, I mean, we ultimately have to have that conversation. But the more dependent we are on the supply chain, on all these other countries for production, all these you know, treaties and agreements, the more vulnerable you become. But if you can bring it all in-house, it creates this new set of vulnerabilities, right? Because right now, China has no incentive, and we have no incentive, to go into armed conflict with China, no matter how much pundits like to talk about that shit. Mm. It's just fucking stupid and ignorant. Or, oh, China's going to call in their debt. No, they're not, because they'd go bankrupt. Like, well, if they own a certain amount of our debt and we can't pay it, well, guess what? That means that no more goods are being produced over there. Their economy collapses and it just becomes a shit show. So people aren't thinking about that in the big picture. But if you were able to make yourself less dependent on countries like China, if you didn't need all these other treaties for various economic reasons, well, then you do create a new set of vulnerabilities because what incentive does China have not to start becoming more active and aggressive with their military, yeah. right? Right now, they have no incentive to do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, no matter what anybody says, I mean, China's not stupid. They're not going to try and go to war with the United States. We would fuck them up three times over. Mm. They haven't been in a war for 50 years. Is that right? That was yeah. the last time China was at war. I don't know. So again, I mean, you're seeing it with Russia. It was like, oh, don't poke the bear. Heck yeah. Russia's... Kind of, you know, Struggling. Big time. Guys on the run. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's morale in that too. I mean, a lot of these Russians don't want to be fighting. Yeah. And the Ukrainians are like, you want to come to my house? Oh, fuck you up. You give somebody a reason to fight, they're going to fight harder than an invading force. You know? Yeah. Especially if it's an invading force that doesn't even want to be invading. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah we just kind of went down Man, the rabbit holes that's there. That's good stuff though. It's the overconsumption piece. This is like, that's the story that we're rolling with today. And I like that. I don't know how we get people to stop it because that's, been going on for a while like it was before amazon right oh, yeah it's what made amazon successful of course because everyone's like well i need it i need more sure more. that we was the faster. whole ronnie chang right mm-hmm. it's so good i mean oh, it's ronnie one of the chang best so opening good. bits on amazon <laughs> and the napkins and it's too much <laughs> but it was like the word came out of the market the mcmansions yeah the food consumption the this the tvs got bigger and bigger and better yeah. everyone has a it's not just a pool in the neighborhood it's a pool at every house everything is needed, then you have to stuff the homes with all of this stuff. That's right. And that's just happened all over the place. And I don't know how, you know, the whole minimalistic approach, which goes to the tiny houses, which I get, you know, there's an extreme to both sides. I'm not saying a big house is bad. I'm not saying the tiny house is bad. I'm just saying like, you have to do you at the end of the day. But you have to look back and say, what's the purpose of all these things? Does it matter to you to have it? But I mean, I don't know how it stops, but I think like, taking a step back and maybe looking at other approaches, kind of to your point earlier of 
Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I should explore yeah. these other things. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous for someone to have that. That's where Jared comes in. Well, you know. Look at you smile and you get all... I'm smiling because I'm like, I'm actually just an ignorant moron you know, <laughs> who knows that I'm ignorant and tries not to be yeah. at times. Yeah, which is also why I'm really excited about the uh, congressional hearing starting on July 26th. Yeah. Dude, I'm Are you excited about the Women's World Cup this week? Didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, okay. But that's also because I don't follow that's soccer. Right. Yeah. You know, I've just been following the Tour de France, which has yeah, been great. Yeah, that's good. It's in New Zealand. Oh, is Australia, yeah, it's far, so it's like, obviously it's far. Yeah, I mean, when you get into that side of the globe, I just, I lose interest. I mean, but it's all, but your point about accessibility. Right. We get lost in something that's happening in this city, in another country, oh. or in, in our country. Oh, like, yeah. you never had access to, oh, this alligator attack. If you're in California, you read about it, you wouldn't know about it. No, you but know what's more you do. in my feed is shark attacks. Yeah. Are there a lot of those right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Where? Yeah. Well, Florida still has the highest number of shark attacks. For like Clearwater? Between like Pensacola and Destin, that area that's on the oh, Atlantic yeah, side. Yeah. But in New York, off the coast of New York, really, and even off the coast of the Carolinas, you've been seeing more great whites. How far offshore are they? Not far, but it, this is their migration path. Are people too. swimming near them or no? The sharks, typically, from what I understand, that the most aggressive ones and where most human and shark interactions yeah. happen is going to be with bull sharks and tiger sharks. Okay. Right? And usually in areas in, where feeding's taking on, like near piers a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Don't swim near a fishing pier. I mean, yeah. you almost kind of think, like, if you're dumb enough to swim around a fishing pier, yeah. you kind of fucking deserve it. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, you should know. Go to Myrtle Beach, and that's where they're swimming, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which makes no sense. Right. Like, right. Wow, this seems yeah. really stupid. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot off of the coast of New Jersey, New Jeez. York, and not just Great Whites. But again, great whites are not, that's always like a misidentification. Whereas bull yeah. sharks, they're the most aggressive. Yeah. And they'll just, like their way of finding out if your food is going to bite you to see like, mm, does that taste good? Same mm. with tiger sharks. Yeah. That sucks. It does. And those are the ones you'll find off the coast. Hey, because bull sharks are brackish. They can go in and out of fresh water and salt water. Probably a good idea to stay out of the ocean maybe a little bit. Be smart. It, just be smart about what times you're in the ocean. I mean, you're going to take a risk every time you get in the ocean. So don't go swimming at night when yeah. they feed. If there's one of those jackasses who's fishing off the shore, hit the. Oh. I used to do that. I used to do in the islands. When I was in school, we would be at night swimming. Oh, well, yeah. But you were young and stupid. Yeah. yeah. Right. Didn't you ever see Jaws? I mean, yeah. she gets eaten at night. That should yeah. be a clear indicator. Yeah. They feed at night. You don't think through those things at that point. I'm not a marine biologist. Right. Let me just put it this way. Please. But these are the little tidbits of information that I pick up and go, oh, okay, that's probably good information to know. Yeah, but I knew nothing about the alligator attacks. Yeah. Because most of what's in my feed is, you know, about shark attacks. There was a, oh, that god-awful shark attack in uh, Egypt. Did you hear about oh, this? Oh, yeah. And it was filmed, the whole thing. You, I mean, uh, I was that like, was awful. Oh, and that was a tiger shark. Yeah. 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 There's a whale ate a canoe or oh, some shit. God. That was crazy. <laughs> back out. Out. Dude, that was insane. That was a humpback whale. Yeah. Yeah. Made you think about the uh, story of Jonah, didn't it? Story of who? Jonah. I was thinking of Pinocchio, but anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's some deep shit, too. That's some Bible stuff, yeah. yeah. That's Jiminy Crickets, Jesus Christ. You knew that, right? No, I didn't know yeah. this. Oh, yeah, you wow. tell? Yeah, I just did. Frank, oh, JC? No, nah, you didn't really. Oh, J oh Jiminy Jeez. Cricket is Jesus. It's oh. good stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Man. Go watch some old movies. That's what we need to do. And it's like immediately in there, I think oh, I yeah. mentioned like Bad News Bears. Within the first five minutes, he just, you know, he's calling every race and nationality <laughs> Smoking a cigarette and drinking alcohol on the bench. But that's also like... So clean. Okay, this is funny. So do you remember the show Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, I know. So that. good. But yeah. It was great. Judd uh, Apatow. It's yeah, where yeah. a lot of, the, you know, like Seth Rogen, James Franco, Lindsay Cardinelli, 
what's his name? Jason Siegel. Yeah. That's where they got their start. It was okay. on this show. Okay. And it was around when we were in high school, but it's supposed to be taking place in 1980. Okay. Yeah. Like Martin Starr. He's in that. I mean, such a good show. Yeah. I think they only ran it for one season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I was letting the boys watch that and they were really enjoying it. And it was really funny to me because, you know, there's a bully. It's like the, the social interaction, the dynamics in that show. Yeah. Like, it is a good show. It always has a good life lesson that's in there, too. But it was really funny to me to watch my boys watching that show because they couldn't relate to, like, the categorizations that we used to have. Yeah. Or, like, you know, oh, or, man. like, just, or the way that, you know, how we grew up, how you'd get treated. Like, oh, there's the jocks, the freaks, yeah. the nerds. Well, I just watched Breakfast Club. My oh, youngest, yeah. I was like, what do you want to watch? And she saw it, and she's like, watch this. She's like, can I watch it? I'm like, you can watch this show. Did she not understand it? Or she's like, what is going on? No, she thought it was hilarious. Well, that's good. But it is, because that's the whole thing is about, like, you saw us as this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. We all had our labels. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. my kids are looking at it like, they think it's funny, and they yeah. think it's a great show. But, like, the things they'll comment on are really yeah. interesting to me, because yeah. I'm like, for yeah. us, we're like, well, no shit, man. That was just life. For them, yeah. they're like, this is novel. Yeah. Were people really like this? Man, I feel yeah. sorry for you having to grow yeah. up in this life. Nah, man, it was fine. Yeah. You know, build character. It does. It does build character. It's happening. There's some of that stuff going on around too now. I think like when you have the bully situation and all that's happened there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you see that deer? <laughs> oh, man. He just ran across the street. Oh, my God. That's not a good place for the deer to be no. running. That's happening. I thought the deer was in our room. No, when that was, oh yeah. my God, how long has that deer been yeah. here? <laughs> That's not good. No, that thing's going to get hit. Yeah. You saw the movie 21 Jump Street, like oh, not yeah. the TV show, the new one, when they show up. And that's the opposite with Jonah Hill. And oh, dude, that's yeah. so funny. That was really well done. It's amazing because they go back and they thought he thought he was still the cool guy. And yeah. it turns out like he's not. No, no, not at all. Yeah. That stuff is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, like the whole bowling thing, we've overcoddled our kids. And all of them are online, so they're getting influenced by everything. Yeah. It's taken away their ability to naturally adapt to social systems. Yeah. It's like everything is kind of uh, curated and created. And, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, there was a situation, and I was just pulling it up to see if there's an update to it, but Massillon in Ohio, big high school, right? Okay. High school football. A lot of their kids Never will go play. It, but... Well, yeah, they'll play at Ohio State. Like That's just my ignorance. Not that it's not important. That's fine. So anyway, the coach is now suspended. He's the athletic director and the coach. He's like beloved by people yeah, yeah. in that area. And you could say, well, is he too powerful and whatever? I don't think that's the case. Wait, was he diddling? No. Okay, good. Again, the story is he got panted, right? Like someone took his pants down, deep pants, like, Ooh. yeah. In front of other people. It's like, well, that happened like every single day. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That was even Freaks and Geeks. Like he was butt naked because the kids took his... So a football player, that happened to him. And again, what happened at Northwestern... To the coach? Not to the coach. Players on the team. There's a hazing. Got it. He's getting suspended for hazing. Wait, the coach got suspended? Coach, who's also the athletic director, is now suspended. Probably maybe going to be fired. Because some of his students, his players... He's on leave during a hazing probe, basically. But he didn't do it. No, but players on it. So he is like allowing this hazing to happen. Have you, did you see what happened at Northwestern football? Pat Fitzgerald's head coach at Northwestern football, Big Ten football. Some story comes out. They suspend him. Like, why is he suspended? There's hazing going on. There's like basic stuff. We didn't know a lot about okay. it. Like, you're suspending a college football coach in July when it's like, there's not a whole lot going on. They're getting right. ready for camp. So then the newspaper at Northwestern, the student newspaper, starts doing their investigative research. Turns out there's a lot of 
crazy shit going on in Northwestern. Sure. And the stories are disgusting. I yeah. can't even share them here. It's like no. really gross stuff. Like, and we share a lot here. Naked guys doing naked things that they shouldn't be doing in a locker room together. And they're treating freshmen. And apparently the coach knew about it and he would signal like a code red to the other players to take care of this. Now, a lot of people are saying that's bullshit and the coach didn't know. But if you're in that position of power, you okay. should know. Wait, a code yeah. red. Basically, he finds out about it, tells other players like, he finds cut out. that shit up. I'm using the word code red to give an example from a few good men, right? Oh, nice. I like that. Issue the code red, take care of this freshman. He acted out in practice today. I don't know if that's the oh, truth. Oh, so the coach is directing them to do that. He's telling the players then go do oh, crazy shit God. that they just did. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. But is it true? They car washed them or some shit they said. <laughs> naked. I don't even yeah. know what that means. I don't even literally know. taking them through a car wash. Yeah. You know, butt naked. Pretty much with other guys. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the shit that happens. But a lot of people are said it was just like they called them like the big offensive linemen. They called them the fat guys, like the fat guys doing fat guy stuff. It's really weird stuff. But who knew about it? Who was in control of it? Right. So what happens is the board of directors tells the president, you got to fire this coach. Damn. He's gone. So he got fired. So he's lawyering up. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the person who was a whistleblower was a former quarterback, didn't really play, and he's in the transfer portal. So he's leaving Northwestern. Yeah. He blows the whistle. Right. Just unleashes this whole thing on Northwestern University, which is like an elite private school in the Big Ten. The old, yeah. This coach is beloved. Anyway, that happens. Now you go fast forward a few weeks, and now you have other coaches, and everyone's under attack by all this hazing. And I get it. It's yeah. really bad. But it's sometimes you look at it, to your point earlier, to say, what happened? Mm -hmm. Like, kids' shorts got taken down. And I don't know, right? And maybe there was there's That's something with there. Yeah. We don't know the true story behind it. Well, it's just like with the Me Too movement, right? Right. So you'll have legitimate, disgusting things like Harvey Weinstein, you know? Yeah. Piece of shit, right? No doubt. Nobody's disputing that he did these things. Right. Well, that's getting to another level. But here's the point, right? So the Me Too movement starts. Yeah. Well, then what you have, because of, again, social media and how information spreads like wildfire, a bunch of people jumping on board, starting to Me Too people for things that are just stupid, like, who is it? Aziz Ansari. He yeah. got canceled for something so dumb about a date. He like he never committed sexual assault. The girl felt uncomfortable. It's just like people jump on this bag and go, like, oh, I'm a victim of this too. Yeah. Well, what does that do, right? It means that the real victim is the one who have been assaulted, raped, whatever. Yeah. All that gets pushed down yeah. in the algorithm. Yeah. And all this other bullshit gets pushed to the top. And then what does that do? It doesn't benefit the actual people that have been hurt. What it does is it helps to reinforce the idea of like, oh, well, all these women are lying. Yeah. I had to pull up the report because that's what I heard about people taking pants off. The way you hear it is like kid walks in the locker room, they pull pants his pants drive, down. Boom. Everyone, everyone laughs. He's like, you fucking asshole. Like what are you going to oh, get your ass no, next man, time? That's great. Apparently, four players are under investigation. So I'm going to say what I said. For pantsing? No. Possible suspected hazing violation, but this says allegedly tackled and stripped unsuspecting teammate. That's some bullshit. Someone needs to get their ass beat for that. Yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah. So if that's the case and the coach does know about it, then he deserves all the bad shit that's happening. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just stripped him. They didn't like violate him. I mean, if fucking guys are tackling you and stripping you naked, I don't this, know. This, by the way, is the kind of conversations that guys would have. It's like, okay, let's categorize. It. Like a bunch of dudes strip me, <laughs> right? And they're like, ah, ha, ha. It's like, yeah, I'm plotting my revenge. Yeah, so, but is this kid getting bullied throughout and it's nonstop and it's just a consistent attack on this person? I don't know. Yeah, which is weird on a team. But is it? I've never played on a football team, you know? Like, I've always done individual sports. Yeah, there's the hockey culture, this whole thing. I think, who well, was I mean, it? Yeah, they're encouraged to fight on this. No, it wasn't just fighting. No. No, no, no. There's like, again, naked shit. Like, weird stuff. 
But isn't this part of just like, you know, when you really think about human history, you think about the Greeks and you think about the Spartans, most of them yeah, were homosexual. That, yeah, but... The, no, no, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that that was a I part of that. the culture, right? Like, right. So all this, like, the fighting is like... The they just fightiness, but it's not just fight. It's like... But no, but then if you have, like, the trainer right. inappropriately touching... Oh, totally. That's different. Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's what was going on. So the yeah. culture... I don't know if it was... Who canceled the Team Canada... Just lost their sponsorship. We're going to have to cut this whole piece. This is open. Yeah, this is great. This no, is, this is good. <laughs> Team Canada loses sponsorship. So I think every kid needs to learn how to fight. Nike has permanently ended its sponsorship of Hockey Canada as the Federation continues to grapple with the aftermath over the handling of alleged sexual assaults. Pause. Did you just say Nike? It's Nike, isn't it? Nike. I don't know. You just said Nike. I think the listeners are like, what the fuck did he just say? You said Nike. Nike. Sorry. I had to call it out. The Nike episode. I mean, we are in call-out culture. I had to call <laughs> yeah. you out. This cancel culture. No, I don't want you to be canceled. I want you to be humiliated. How do you even know? There's a thousand news stories on these topics. Yeah. You don't even know which one's real. Is one updated? Has more shit? Co- and I guess the idea is don't fucking pay attention to it. Wait yeah, till the news it. comes out. Seriously, yeah. But it's out there. Because here's the thing. High school football is all getting started. It's yeah. a big fucking deal in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A coach like this who's like well-known, all this shit. It becomes a story. So let's bring it full circle. We talked about what makes you successful in marketing, mm. speed, and attention. Yeah. And that's what drives, that's the incentive for pumping out new stories left yeah. and right about this where the facts are limited. We don't have the whole story, but we don't want to be the ones late to the party. Mm. Right? So we jump to conclusions and we got we the shit to wrong. conclusions. Although they're under investigation. We have no idea what happened. Right. We don't know. Is there a story there? Is there a story? Right. Or know. is it just outrage and we're trying to grab attention? Oh, someone's going to get fired. Well, sure. They have to. Almost have to fire like that. Northwestern coach had to be fired at a certain point. Well, you have to make an example, right? And they're like, sad. why did you suspend him for, you knew the stuff. You already knew what happened. Yeah. And you thought a suspension in the middle of the summer was justified. Yeah. Look, you know, the way I look at everything is if there's genuine fuckery going on mm-hmm. in anything, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, you know, when you think about Me Too and Hollywood, there was for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. right? You know, if there's uh, genuine discrimination in workplace environments, if there's stuff like this, abuse, especially by coaches and trainers yeah, in all forms. I mean, you saw that stuff coming out about what Larry Nasser, you know, the women's gymnastics. Oh, yeah. like, what a piece of shit, right? Yeah. But the institutions are covering it up. A uh, thousand percent. You see that in religious institutions. Yeah. Institutions are going to operate in the best interest of the institution and they're going to justify, I mean, hell, the Catholic Church, man, I mean, just throw it out there, right? It, it's not Enormous. just the Catholic Church, the evangelical churches have done yeah. this. It's just human nature, sadly, is we're going to protect this thing that we built we're going to try and sweep it under the rug. Yeah. But you can't really do that anymore. However, what's the pendulum is swinging again was it just like the example of me too, is that legitimate grievances, but then it spreads like wildfire. And so you have people that don't have legitimate grievances. Right. just like, oh, I felt weird. Yeah. Now you're getting attention. It feels good to get attention, right? Yeah. But what you're doing is you're delegitimizing the movement or the, yeah. the attention you're trying to call and you're getting elevated. And guess who else is getting elevated? All the people who think that this is all bullshit. Yeah. See, look, we're going to point to this is all bullshit. See, and then we're not going to listen to mm. like what the real the problem real is. Problems, nothing yeah. is solved. And that's sad. So, you know, people are jumping to conclusions. This is why so many professors, so many trainers, just a lot of professionals are terrified if they get accused of something. Oh, I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, there's nothing you could do about that, right? Like, so you and I have talked about this before. If somebody were to accuse me of something that was not true, I would just see where's your proof. Right. Prove it. You know? But I mean, it's used as a tool to intimidate people to get them to behave a well. Yeah. But again, that one's even starting to backfire too, which I'm kind of glad. Yeah. It's hard to know what to believe, man. Well, yeah. Just got to stay off of it. But well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's, it's a mess. The college football whole thing, Tennessee's dealt with their stuff. They had to fire a coach and it's come out that that 
coach that program was paying players to come to play at Tennessee. This was mm. just happened at Tennessee. The players ended up at Georgia. Okay, mm. so the player goes to Georgia. The Tennessee coach gets fired, right? The player is good. He took a bag of money yeah. but didn't go there. Yeah. He didn't get suspended. But there's all sorts of shit going on. But then you have the Charlotte Hornets basketball player, Miles Bridges, right? Gets suspended last year. His wife in front of his kids. She posts a video on social media that she had gotten beat up by him. Domestic abuse, right? It's pretty clear when you look at the video, the pictures, I should say. Yeah. The kids are in the background. There's like, you can hear some stuff too, even in some videos. And he gets like suspended, goes through the whole season, misses all of last season, comes back. She's now advocating for him, say he's not a wife beater, he's not a woman beater, he's doing all these things. And then like everyone on social media of all backgrounds, of all races are saying, what happened? Like, no. why now? Like, what do you mean? And then she said, we don't have full proof. What do you mean? You're the one who provided the proof. Yeah. So we're super confused. So then the Charlotte Hornets host a press conference. They don't apologize for it. They say, I know I hurt a lot of people. They say really nothing. Yeah. And then they're going to say, come to watch our games. You'll be like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what, what are we doing? And she's saying, it's all good. Like he's a good person. And we're not oh, saying man. that he didn't make a terrible mistake, but it's like, man, there's domestic abuses often riddled with second time offenders and all this kind of stuff. And then people are making jokes on Twitter about the money that she's after. So it's like, I'm not here to judge. I'm just stating what we've heard and what we've heard. Again, these are all the things that are distracting us from real human interaction. Yeah. This is the kind of bullshit that we get ourselves all wrapped up but in. It leads to us having human interaction. I only bring these topics up because I enjoy talking about them right. with you. So we get involved in these topics, but not seriously. We get involved in these topics so we can say how silly it is to get involved in these topics. Yeah. It's very meta. So does that make us good or bad or indifferent? Both. I guess it depends on who you ask. It's all relative these Haters days. Haters and lovers. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they're talking points. They're good talking I, points. They are. It gives us some fodder. I like that. Because it's recent, but it's also evergreen. It's true. We could talk about this 27 years from now. Well. Miles Bridges, because he's retired, and now he's been on the podcast, and we can talk back to the day that he, we talked, and then he's grown to be an incredible person. He's become the best player in the NBA. Better than Michael Jordan. I don't know. I mean. He's a rapper, too. Oh, well. In that case. I'm sorry. He's a creative. He could file a lawsuit at the same time to say that AI's taken his voice. So I mean, yeah, maybe. And then Tim Apple could have something to say about that. Tim Apple would have a lot to say about that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I want to see something up for our next conversation. Here you go. Did I take us off the rails? I'm no, sorry. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I would like to talk about, but it, we're running out of time today. Okay. We are. Watch some of the hearings that just happened yesterday on the weaponization of information, basically censorship. Mm. It was a fucking shit show, man. <laughs> Where am I watching this? You can watch it on YouTube. Mm. So this is all about like, you know, the censorship of information. Isn't that crazy though? You're watching on YouTube, like. Right, yeah. Shit's. <laughs> oh, well, what channel? Yeah, yeah. Just go fucking YouTube and look it up. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, because you'll find it on six different channels. Yeah. But anyway, these congressional hearings, I want you to watch it mm. and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. I uh, a little preview for you. So they had John, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They had uh, yeah. the writer who broke the story on the Hunter Biden laptop story at the New York Post. And they had a prosecutor, named, last name is Sauer, I think. He is the one, he's the lead prosecutor in the case, I think it's Louisiana, Missouri, against the Biden administration for the censorship and the violation of the First Amendment, you know, freedom. This is all about freedom of speech. Yeah. And it's really wild. So the whole thing is about freedom of speech and protecting freedom of speech and censorship. And right in the beginning, the Democrats are trying to censor 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. It is so childish. I'm like, all this is going to backfire. Yeah. Like, Stacey Plaskett's a moron. I'm sorry, she just is. Like, I've watched her on other things, too, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> she's not informed. You know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I mean, I was like, you've been cited for violation and corruption, and you've got some real gall. It's like cherry-picking and piecing things together to try and, like, make all these defamation claims. And again, I don't agree with everything Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has to say, but I do think here's the reason he's getting in popularity is because he's just being honest. You know, he's saying what he believes and he thinks. And he's actually saying, look, you know, he's being labeled as, he comes out multiple, he goes, I've never been an (laughs) anti-vaxxer. He goes, but that's the narrative they want to say. And they're trying to nail him with like Asian hate and anti-Semitic and all these things because they're pulling things out of context and trying to pin that on him. And it's just so poorly done. I'm like, come on. Yeah. If you're really trying to smear him, do a better job. Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. It's just like the Republicans when they were all addicted to Trump. I mean, the insanity. It's just a weird world for me to be finding myself in agreement with Republican legislators on most things these days. I'm thinking these are the same people who had lost their fucking minds during the Trump administration. They were just so like, oh, I'm going to do and say whatever I need to be in that guy's good graces. Politicians just suck, let's just be honest. They do, they do. But it's interesting to watch that. You should watch those hearings because it's really like they're even coming up and they're trying to defend why the government should be able to tell big tech what to censor they're like you know because of human health and and because of you mm-hmm. know like vaccine misinformation and what and i'm like pause the biggest pusher of misinformation during covid actually turned out to be you the yeah. government yeah and it's almost like they don't acknowledge that and they're saying that those things were still justified i'm like have you not been caught up on the most recent science right like oh it was proven that those who were vaccinated and boosted are less likely, you know, to die from COVID. I'm like, did you not just see the Cleveland Clinic's massive study that showed the more boosters you had, the more likely you are to contract COVID? And that's across all age groups. That's crazy. Fucking bone up on the most up-to-date science that's legit. But they don't do that because they have a narrative and they refuse to listen or pay attention to anything that deviates from that narrative. And all of this was from their side, was directed towards Robert F. Kennedy because he's challenging Joe Biden, who's the DNC's pick for- Which is so crazy because I was like, what's the end game? to get rid of RFK because they want Biden that bad and they think he's the only chance the to win. The DNC is invested in the DNC's pick. It's, this is who's going to, to toe yeah. the line. I mean, they did the same thing with Bernie they Sanders. They just think he's going to win. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the one who was spearheading the obstruction and trying to like, you know, knock out Sanders. I don't remember all the details, but I mean, this is, I've just become disgusted. I've been disgusted with politics for a long time. And I say this because I was really hopeful that when Trump was voted out of office, it's like, finally, me, you know, the Democrats are going to be adults. Nope. They just went to the extreme and pushing all kinds of stupid ass, ridiculous policies and, you know, became more tyrannical in their, you know, control of information and pushing narratives that were not based on like logical Mm. lines of reasoning. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I mean, I'm an independent man. I just am. Strange times that we live in. Yeah. But we'll save that for next time. I like that. Yeah. How about I give you a topic for next time then? All right. Let's hit it. Sharantine. Do you know what that is? No. Parenting, but sharenting. So when they take videos of their kids and they grow up basically on social media. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's sharenting. Yeah. And so kids who grew up with it are now adults. And they're going, yo, I never said I was okay at that. I never said this was okay. Okay. Sharenting. Yeah, yeah sharenting. So weaponization of information and sharenting. Yeah. All right. It's good cool. stuff, man. Yeah, I enjoyed like this. This has been great. Yeah, man. I love you.